January 1930, around 6 p.m., in a small house in the depths of Texas, belonging to a certain Clarence Clay. Outside, it's raining. Inside, Bonnie Parker is having tea with her friend Clarence. It's been a long time since they last saw each other, and soon, a friend of Clarence will arrive. Clyde Barrow shows up, drenched. He's a rather tall, slim man with brown hair parted on the right side. He looks quite stylish in his two-piece suit. With a sly smile, he's quite charming. As if he were a regular, he immediately takes off his shoes, leaves his dripping coat at the entrance of the small house. He greets his host with a quick hello and almost rushes to snuggle up by the fireplace. He pours himself a whiskey without asking anyone. Clyde Barrow is like that, sneaky, impolite, rough. It's only after sitting down that he notices Bonnie. He scrutinizes her with an almost suspicious look. Who is this young woman, dressed all in black, with a dark gaze? He will quickly find out. And together, they will become the most adored couple of murderers of all time. But beyond the dream they sold us in popular culture, do you really know the story of Bonnie and Clyde? The romance doesn't seem quite like in the movies. You're listening to Love Me, Love Me Not. Bonnie and Clyde, Episode 1. I'm Bonnie Parker. Nice to meet you. Bonnie Elizabeth Parker was born on October 1st. On October 1st, 1910, precisely, in Rowena, Texas. She's the youngest of three siblings. Her family is poor, and things don't get any better when her father dies when she's only four years old. So the family moves into the maternal grandparents' house, heading to Cement City, an industrial suburb of Dallas, with no more than 400 inhabitants. Bonnie Parker may be fatherless and come from a very humble background, but she shines with her intelligence. She has always devoured books and poems and excelled in school. Ranking among the top students in her high school, she wins prizes in spelling, writing, and even public speaking. As a young adult, she continues to let her pen run. She notably signs the poem, The End of the Trail, which later becomes the story of Bonnie and Clyde. As brilliant as she is passionate, Bonnie is anything but a decorative figure. As for Clyde Chestnut Barrow, he was born on March 24, 1909, in Teleco, Texas, near Dallas. He also comes from a large family. Clyde is the fifth of the six Barrow children. His parents, Henry Basil Barrow and Kumi Thalita Walker, both farmers, chose Dallas as their place of residence around 1920. Like Bonnie, he lives in poverty. Here, too, money is scarce. As for comfort, forget about it. Mr. Barrow lacks the funds to house the eight members of the family. So, once they arrive at their destination, the Barrow family ends up in a shantytown, West Dallas, in a trailer. The desire for elsewhere, for a more comfortable life, begins to grow in young Clyde's mind. Clyde quickly becomes resourceful. To help his parents, he joins his brothers in small jobs, even as a child. He skips school for just a few dollars. He only knows misery and insecurity. Yet, he refuses to be defeated. He knows he deserves better, 
and he believes he will have better. Clyde Chestnut Barrow is and will always be a fighter. A few years before meeting Bonnie, Clyde, barely of legal age, is already living the life of a bandit. He is arrested for the first time by the police, who he had initially managed to elude. He knew it was coming, but he doesn't care. He's even almost proud of it. He's a real outlaw. What did he do to deserve this? Clyde simply rented a car that he decided to keep for himself. While driving at 200 miles per hour, the police first stopped him for speeding. As they asked for his papers, the officer discovered the fraud. Clyde had manipulated a vehicle renter, leaving him with false information. Unfortunately for Clyde, the cops were aware of the theft and had the license plate of the missing car. This first arrest doesn't stop him from being arrested again by the authorities a few weeks later. This time, it's almost comical. Clyde and his brother Marvin Buck Barrow stole turkeys from a neighbor. And they don't plan to stop there. Even before meeting Bonnie, Clyde commits a series of offenses. Armed attacks, safe cracking, store robberies, and car thefts. He's arrested multiple times in 1928 and 1929. But he loves it. The adrenaline rushes, the smell of money in his hands. He wouldn't give it up for anything in the world. It's non-negotiable. When Bonnie Parker and Clyde Barrow meet on that evening in January 1930, Bonnie is at rock bottom. Four years earlier, on September 26, 1926, Bonnie married Roy Thornton, with whom she had madly fallen in love with during her sophomore year of high school. She was barely 16 years old. At the same time, the couple decided to drop out of school. Bonnie was over the moon. Finally, freedom was hers. Unfortunately for Bonnie, problems piled up after her marriage. Her husband was almost never there. And it has to be said that he had a bit of a grudge against the law. He stole. He robbed. Instead of seeking an honest job. Three years after their vows, in January 1929, he ended up behind bars after yet another robbery, this time at gunpoint. Even though they didn't get a divorce, their relationship was over. It wasn't so much Roy's crimes that weakened her, but rather his repeated absences. Meanwhile, Bonnie went back to live with her mother. She found her first job as a waitress in a cafe. She felt lonely, terribly lonely. In her diary, she described herself as exasperated, with her dull life in Dallas. However, she was passionate about talking film, the first of which, The Jazz Singer, was released on October 6, 1927. Bonnie Parker remained drawn to anything that allowed her to escape, to nourish her imagination. She preferred literature and the silver screen to her boring life. She dreamed of a different life, full of exciting adventures. Perhaps Clyde Barrow would be the only one to finally rescue her from her sad daily routine. Before continuing this episode, we wanted to thank you for listening. If you want to continue supporting us, subscribe to Bababam Plus on Apple Podcasts for uninterrupted listening. Or listen to this message from our partner, without whom this podcast couldn't exist. Don't go away. We'll be right back. On the evening of their meeting... When Clyde Barrow sets his eyes on Bonnie Parker, he straightforwardly asks her, Who are you? Bonnie Parker simply replies, I'm Bonnie Parker, 
Pleased to meet you. Bonnie doesn't seem impressed by the young man's brisk manner. On the contrary, she appears self-assured. You can tell she's experienced, having already overcome many trials. Clyde senses this. For once, a woman doesn't tremble in front of him. He is bewildered. Yet, Bonnie is not so calm inside. She has never felt such attraction to a boy before, especially not to such a brooding young man. That's probably what attracts her to him. She tries her best not to let her interest show. Her friend Clarence had warned her. You'll see. He's nice, but don't let him charm you. He's a guy with lots of problems. Unfortunately, Bonnie doesn't listen to that advice. She would like to slowly win him over, to be discreet at first and gradually draw him into her web. The evening unfolds peacefully, though the conversations are less lively than before Clyde's arrival. As the rain subsides, the atmosphere becomes lighter. Clyde and Bonnie smoke cigarettes by the fireplace, while their host plays a record on the turntable. A bond forms between the three of them, to the point that Bonnie and Clyde consider seeing each other again, just like that. In a way, the young man admits defeat. Bonnie has captured his attention like no woman before. He is a bit disoriented. He particularly appreciated that she didn't put on a show to impress him. As for Bonnie, beyond the fascination she's starting to develop for him, she thinks Clyde has brains. Not like her teenage love, who seemed less clever in her eyes. Just a bandit, without a strategy. Unfortunately, the two won't see each other again anytime soon. A few months after that famous evening in January 1930, in April, Clyde Barrow, who hadn't become any tamer, is once again captured by the police after yet another offense. He ends up behind four walls at the Eastham Prison Farm, the men's prison of the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. His cellmate, Ed Crotter, sexually assaults him several times. The situation becomes unbearable, so he escapes. And unfortunately, he's quickly recaptured. Back in the prison environment, he smashes his aggressor's skull in revenge. Cleverly, he manages to pin the blame on another inmate. Clyde Barrow then commits his first murder, the first of many to come, with Bonnie by his side no matter what. Thank you for listening to Love Me, Love Me Not, a Bababam production. The story continues in the next episode. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to leave comments and ratings on all listening platforms.